Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a football Friday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. I am merely Bo and he is the great Z. How you living, buddy? Doing well, by the way. Another Thursday delight for the people out Pure there. Pure joy. Just, it's too easy. Pure joy. I'll tell you what. The Rams and Matt Stafford are, are legit. They're legit. We like, I don't yesterday. know that they can go take the Niners. Everybody else, though. They, they're, yeah, absolutely. Stafford is playing as well as he's played, which is, yeah, covers we, a lot of ground. I mean, he looks good. It, it does. He's been good for a long time. You um, you saw him up close and personal, and that was probably the first time that I'd paid really close attention to them was our game. Yep. And so yep. you could see it coming at that point that they were – and at that point they were still trying to work Nakua and Cup in together. And, and, and that one of the big stories out there was, you know, when Cup came back, Nakua kind of took a back seat. And it was yep. like, well, how do, how do we make sure they both work? Well, they obviously very clearly figured that out. Um, also, a little bit sad, Puka Nakua sitting there on the bench – in a, in a fantasy semifinal, hate to do it. What are you going to do, though? I mean, you got – What are you going to do? It, it, tough it was, spot. It was, tough spot. I will say, though, and we went through the receivers, and I threw out the Demarcus Robinson Hail Mary as yeah. kind of if you need it. That, and that worked out That worked out pretty nice. It did. I didn't pick yeah, him up that and one, played him in one of my leagues. Yeah, that one worked very nice. Yeah, the, it's one of those things when you're at this time of the year and you have something like that, the way you feel yep. looking down at like a 30-banger from Puka Nakua, oh, if, it, if you would have had him in. I didn't. I mean – it's Jefferson Moore and Evans, so it's not like I – I mean, what are you going to do? Like, it's probably the right no. play to do what I did, but you hate yes. second-guessing it, but it's still like – it sucks to see that out there. And you're like – you had like you 13 just, and a half, and I'm going, oh, God, just don't make it any I worse. Know. And then sure enough, he did. I know. So what are you going to do? You got to just – unfortunately – But they're real. Do, oh, they're quite real. Yeah. yeah. You got to just – unfortunately, you got to just let you – get. you just let it go. Have to. You're all good. You got to let it go. That's it. Yeah. And, and then you're fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. You're, you made – all you can do in fantasy football, that's what I tell people all the time, is because any so much of it then ends up becoming like you know kind of touchdown dependent and whatnot. Yeah. Is you put yourself in the best position to succeed the majority of the time. It's just like that's all you can when do. you have a eleven against a dealer showing a six. You don't win every time. No, just, but the odds are in your favor to double down. So you do that, and sometimes you lose. Yeah, but you're poor just, Mikey and Swingers have that. You have. You know, you're in your league because there are so there are what eight, ten teams, ten, yeah, ten, yeah. So you're you have more legit starters every week than right spots, and so that true. unfortunately happens. But Puka Nakua, to be fair, this this came out of nowhere. 
Oh, I picked him up after week one. That's the only reason I no, got no, him. No, he was great earlier this year. I'm saying yeah. this game that he had last night was not was out of no. line with what he had recently yeah. been producing. Yeah, yeah, no. He was there was a point where he was an every week play and then it we went away yeah. from that when Cup came back. And I think that's what makes yeah. them that and then Kyron Williams. I mean, they they're on a Kyron Williams is, is a stud. And so he's yeah. back and you know, they're real. I mean, you look at the NFC yes. right now. Right now, if the playoffs started, they would be the six and they'd play Detroit. You imagine that Stafford back playing in Detroit? Uh, yes, I can imagine that. Man. I can imagine that. I can imagine a scenario in which we at some point travel to Baltimore and Joe Flacco takes on the Ravens. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of there are a lot of intriguing potential storylines out there. Yeah, yeah, there certainly are. And um, that one, it was twenty-seven to seven, and then the Saints kind of made a run at it late. Uh, the Saints sitting there now at seven and eight. Um, Tampa Bay and our old guy Baker Mayfield with a chance to really put a strangle on, hold on. Now Lawrence is going to play this week. He practiced today, so he's going to go. Um, so that changes things, you know, from the from the Jacksonville standpoint significantly. Um, but but there's an opportunity here for Tampa Bay to to put a stranglehold on the South with a win. Absolutely, that's yeah, a division that that they certainly have an opportunity, as you mentioned, to t- to kind of really seize control of it. That's what's fun about this, that this weekend, while it's not the quarterback matchups maybe you thought it was going to be, it's not a lot of the things that you thought it was going to be at this time of year, but there are a lot of games that have real implications this weekend. And I think that's, I think I like that. That's fun. I'll be honest with you, buddy. I think there's only like two that don't Um, in terms of no implications. I think it's just Washington Jets. I mean, there's nothing there. Um, and the only other one where there is not honestly, and it's, I guess Chicago's still technically in it. So there's something there. The only other one is Arizona, Chicago, um, yep. and Chicago hasn't been eliminated, but the, it's so uphill. That's it. Every other game, one of the two participants or both are either in it, still in it or fighting for seating in across the board. So you're right that we are not getting the Hollywood heavyweight showdowns from a quarterback perspective that we thought we would get. You are getting incredibly compelling matchups in all yep. but really two windows. Yeah, that's why it's really exciting. That's why this is fun. This is what it's yeah. all about, right? And you think about a game like ours, we can clinch. Depending on what happens, the Texans, they could come out of this in first place alone yeah. in the AFC South. There's so much at stake, and that's why these games, it takes on such a great importance and, and is so fun and you know, you got a couple of quarterbacks who are veterans, you know, in Flacco in his 17th season, Keenum in his 11th, you know, guys that right. they've been around, they've wanted, they probably have been, you know, yearning to play in a meaningful game like this for a long, long time. For Joe Flacco, it's been years. For Case Keenum, you know, years, you know, the year, and he helped us out on that Thursday night back in uh, 2021, but you know, this is this is these are big stakes. It's fun. That's what makes this so fun. And last night, kind of even, I, I was at we were at kind of a, a holiday party with a, a bunch of other couples. Had a great time. Shout out El Diz for the the fine chapino. And we, you know, weren't really paying attention, but I was paying attention on the phone. And it's just like because even this one, even for a Thursday, not just yeah. for the scores, this one like had a little bit of juice to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it did. It was. So it was, uh, I was double screening last night. We made the executive decision, I did, I guess, to watch Christmas Vacation with the oldest. I thought that uh, it was a pr- he was ready. He's 12, so it was his first experience uh, into the no Lions, it? Russ. Yeah, of course. Big, big Eddie guy. Who's not? Lots to like there with yeah. Eddie. 
um, and all of it. It was joy. I've watched it every year since my whole life. I can't remember ever this time of year not watching Christmas Vacation. Um, yep. So it was fun to share it with him, to see his experiences. Um, I was watching it, though, and I couldn't – I was thinking, like, if they did this now, who would be the guy to – who could play, like, a Clark W. Griswold, like, tall, handsome, snap-quick sense of humor, and yet also, like – kind of lovable and all of those things. And I, the guy I settled on was Vaughn. How has Vince Vaughn not done this? Isn't he that guy? Can't he do that now? Older Vaughn? I don't know that he could pull off being the last great family man like Clark Griswold. Like, even you think about Four Christmases, you think about all of his, like, he still is underlying. It'd be a different tone. It, underlying his whole behavior is a complete narcissism and selfishness yes. and lack of care really for anybody else. That's, well, Clark's got a little of that too, other than the pool. I mean, he's the one who goes on the sled. He's the one doing the lights like, on the varnish. Well, nobody, I think they were all afraid of the varnish. <laughs> I don't think he wasn't getting ready for Russ. No, no. Yeah. He's the Clark, one who wanted to do the tree. Like he wanted he's to, out there doing the lights, his, though. Yeah, it's all, like, but it's all for his own pleasure. Probably that's right. Probably yeah. that's right. With the exception I, I, of the Vaughn, pool, Vaughn's the one the who pool when is you were saying others. it. Vaughn's came to Vaughn came to my mind as well. Yeah. I feel like Will Ferrell could do it. Also, he's just not as handsome. Like he, like Chevy Chase, pretty handsome guy. Like you got to yeah. have kind of the charisma where uh, you know a woman working a counter in a mall can uh, you know model some things. I mean, you got to kind of sure. have that. I don't, sure. I don't know if Ferrell has that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was good. It was fun. He loved it. And uh, so my, my goal is to watch one of them. My, my wife's been watching all this stuff with all of them. But, like, I watched the uh, the cartoon Grinch with Bootsy two nights ago. And then I watched uh, Vacation with B- with uh, NBC last night. So that was a win. Um, yeah. Huge. And win. it was great. Um, we have an update on our injury report, my friend. And um, okay. where are you with uh, – so Batonio back at practice today. But it looks like Awok and Thornhill out. Yes, they are out. Batonio questionable, and and I feel, I feel good about Joel Batonio being back. Ethan Posick's going to be back, so good news for the Cleveland Browns. There, there, there is one little cloud, and that's a walk. Um, and coach saying there's a potential he may need knee surgery. Oh, jeez. He was he practiced Wednesday, sat out Thursday, sat out Friday. Good he, grief, coach, uh, not ruling out that fact that our starting linebacker may need surgery. Mm. Yeah, you don't like that. Not great. Yeah, that sucks, man. It does. Very much so. Very so much from, so. Is that Fields then would insert in there, or is that talk? So, yeah. So, I mean, like, for example, last week you did not have him. You did not have AWOC. Sure. JOK played – 63 of the 71 defensive snaps, and it looks like he might be playing all the snaps going forward. Um, Tock played 71 snaps last week, all 71 of them on defense, uh, and Tony Fields played 23. So it's, you know, we're typical, we're, a, we're pretty much a base nickel team anyway. So yeah. when you get some of those three linebacker sets, goal line, things like that, Fields will be the third linebacker in. And remember, his last trip to Houston was quite productive for him. He had in that game, yeah. he had a pick six, and he had a f- uh, forced fumble. So let's go. Yeah. So that's where you stand on this point. So if, if AWOC is indeed, if that's the way that it's trending and he misses the rest of the season, what's that bring it up to? Like 116? I mean, like how many, 
many yeah. starting original starting twenty twos have been lost if he indeed was, is added to that list? And then, and then even you got Dewan Jones who ended up being a, a starting twenty two sure. and was a star, um, and yeah. probably had to do a Pro Bowl as a rookie. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know for this one where you know you're looking at Tock playing a, a huge percentage of snaps, this is a return to Houston where he tore his ACL a year ago. Oh God, that's right. That's that was the game. So you think yeah. about all that he's accomplished since then is pretty incredible for him to be back and and playing at a high level like he is. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Obviously, it's a it's a turf field down there. Um, and I just saw this morning uh, read a story that uh, Minneapolis uh, in Minnesota in the stadium up there they're they're going to some there's some new turf that is supposed to be a much safer version than what is oh, uh, nice. what is in in play. So they're going to that. I guess other teams have moved to it as well. Um, I know one of the teams that has yet to move to it is uh, Cincinnati. They're still with the old turf, which was kind of proven to be a little bit more dangerous. But it looks like yep. more and more. And as technology comes, like turf is going to get better and better and better. Also, though, there is the technology to grow the grass. I mean, if you're willing to invest in it, Real Madrid is growing grass underground so that they can play on a grass field. Yeah, I so love You that. can do it if you want to. You can, you can do grass if you want to bear the expense of it. Uh, you can certainly do it going forward. Um, what is – you know, this is what, and, and I'll acknowledge this is one of those ones where, like, I lose touch a little bit because of the holiday season. You, you Gibby, you guys are in the, you knee deep in the muck, and you're flying tomorrow to a game to play on Saturday and Christmas Eve, and then you got to family and all of that stuff. How yeah. is what is this time of year like for NFL teams? I know how hard it is, obviously, on all of you guys, but is it what is it like for teams this time of year? Just business as usual. Yeah, it very it's much wild. feels like business as usual. I think that it's you know. You have the Thanksgiving week, so like this yeah. is kind of it, it's similar in that regard. And I think for the Browns this year, you, they've got you know they don't really have time to do much because we're going to get back from Houston and then you play on Thursday. So coaches will be in by noon, one o'clock on Monday, and players will follow a couple hours later. There will be a walkthrough on Monday, late day. Has I think. to be. Players wow. will be in the building. I don't know, maybe if it's a walkthrough or if it's just. You're playing you know, Thursday. Getting into the playbook yeah. for Thursday night. But, I mean, it's – the NFL did, did us no favors with a, a road game on Sunday night and then at least a home game on Thursday night because the turnaround is real quick and with the holiday, it's, yeah, it's pretty tough. brutal. What are the Jets doing? They are at home. So the Jets are at home and then they come to us. They, they host Washington. Yep. So they're at home on Sunday and then they'll play the game um, on Thursday. Gibby, I think it was you who said it earlier in the week, like, and that's when it kind of resonated with me, like three games, 12 days in the NFL. Like that's it's a lot. That's just yep. a hard thing to wrap your head around. Yeah. Well, and, and it's just, you know, we think, we think team, we think players and coaches and front office and it's true, but like, you know, our cafeteria is open on Monday now. <laughs> Like has to be. those people yeah. have to come in. And All work. those people have like, got to work. Yeah. The video, you yeah. know, um, the, the team video guys, not our content of production people, but you know, they've got to be here in case there is a walkthrough and they've got to break down tape and cut it up and have it in everybody's iPad ready to go. You know, I mean, it's, yeah, there, there's a lot, there's a lot of people behind the scenes that uh, will be here on Christmas day. Well, as, and as a wise man once said, this is the business we've chosen. Correct. So, that's 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 a little part of it as well um heading yeah. into this weekend so all right we've got a lot to get to we got the scores uh ben bloom gonna join uh z in studio coming up at 1 30 as i'm the, the protocols are just i can't even look at the navage i can't look at it i just am disgusted it might be it, it might be the end of the road for it 
I don't know. I mean, it's I to the, in the words of Nana, it can't be doing me any harm. It's got to be being. It has to be helpful. But it didn't do enough. And um, you know, Bamsey is progressing, and he's in the right frame of mind. But he missed a basketball tournament th- today and was devastated by that. So it's just been a suck, suck week here. So hopefully we get healthy going into it. But the protocols have failed, and all everything's under uh, investigation now. It's all under. Yeah, it's. You got to rethink. I feel all like of it. it's. I feel like it's turned your world upside down. It has. Yeah. Well. It's not not what I, I mean. They've held up for a while, and now look, you got to improve. Uh, these strains become more and more comprehensive, and so with them, we have to grow yep. as well with the protocols. So, yep, uh, we'll we'll do what we can on that front. The general's going to join us at two o'clock. John McClain. Uh, we have all of the things you love on a Friday. We've got your over unders. We've got your keys to victory, and of course your scores, which as Z mentioned, got off to a glorious start yesterday with the Rams comfortably taking care of business um, in the game out west against the Saints. Coming up next, uh, it's a little bit of fun with uh, one, a, a radio legend. And as we mentioned, Ben Bloom going to join Z in studio in about 15 minutes. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, sports betting partner your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hey, guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Elk and Elk, serious lawyers, serious injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk's proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Uh, we discussed this a little bit yesterday, like the, the NFL um, now being all in on the Christmas holiday, and, and it was something that none of us could remember happening when we were young, but also the days around it, the Saturday leading into it, the Monday coming out of it, this time Christmas actually on Monday. So you have a full slate, really, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, you're right back on Thursday. Next week, it'll be put to a test uh, with a Wednesday. And so one thing this has done is it has changed the way you view the holiday. Um, Christopher Mad Dog Russo had an incredible uh, list of dislikes that he of the way that he feels about Christmas and the holiday season. The one thing I will say before we play this is um, for, for a younger audience, uh, there could be some sensitive stuff. So if you're driving around, kids with you, that type of thing, Sensitive stuff, perhaps, could slip in a little bit here. No, so no, I just no, no. Get it was one. clean. It was no, no, no. Clean. But there is one part. I've heard this. There's one part that's a little. I just want to give the heads up. All right, sensitive stuff. Very young for the very young. That, that's all. Um, so this was on ESPN this week. Here is uh, Mad Dog's top five Christmas dislikes. 
Now, you never, my 90-year-old mother, she gets trampled on Christmas Day. There's nine million Lavelles. So she wants to make a contribution. So on Christmas Eve, we always bring her over, and she wants to prepare dinner. Mom, I don't want the burnt veal parmesan anymore. Wow. Oh, she brings the veal parmesan, and she burns it. My kids don't want to eat it. Nobody wants to eat it now, Mom. You made it 40 years ago, you were in your top form. No more burnt veal parmesan on Christmas Eve. I'll go to Chef Louis, I'll go to Soleil, I'll get That's some dinner up. for us. No did That's you just up. say, no. did you Number just say, did you just say that your mom did something right 40 years ago, but you're pointing out that she's not in her prime anymore? Is that what you just did on national Cooking television about your own mother? Cooking a huge veal parmesan at dinner, and you burn the cheese, and I gotta feed six people, it doesn't work! It's Christmas Eve. Wow. That's one. That's one. Number four. Now, I can't stand this. Church <laughs> is at 5 o'clock. It's Sunday. There's football. Oh, wow. I got 1 o'clock games. My lovely wife says, we're leaving at 3.30. <laughs> what? <laughs> we're leaving. What? That's early. We're well, leaving that is at 3.30. Why? We're going to see. Leaving at 3.30. <laughs> All dressed where we're going to go. Honey, I got football. <laughs> Not only that. I got to sit there at a 6 o'clock and it's Dallas, Miami and Jacksonville, Tampa. So Fat Bob's got to make the plays for us and I can't watch the games. The Christmas Eve service, when I get there at 3.30 and don't get out of there at a 6.15 when it's on a football day, <laughs> is an absolute no-no. So think about me on Sunday when the Cowboys are playing Miami. Why don't you go to Midnight Mass? I agree with you. It, go, I to agree with you on go to midnight mass. Because it's not family. You go with the family, and they want to go in the afternoon. Uh, you agree with me on that? I agree with you on that. All right, I'll number three. You. All right. Punch it up for me, please. All right, here we go. <laughs> My wife wants to hide the present. All right. Jeannie, Jeannie, they're 30 years old. You don't have to hide the presents. No, I put them up there in a closet in the third. Jeannie, you don't have to hide your presents. Yeah, I need you to go get them. It takes me 50 minutes to an hour like I went a marathon. Up and down, up and down, up and down. Place the presents in the right spot under the tree. Timmy's got eight. Kira's got six. Colum's got four. Patrick's in the mix. Then I got to figure out my wife's presents, too. And she puts them all over the house. And I tell you, I got to stay up until 1130 on Christmas Eve night until they go to bed to take the presents under the tree. I want to go to bed. I want to sit there and watch the freaking U-Log fire on MSG. That's what I want to do. I don't you want to watch the U-Log fire? <laughs> you want to watch the U-Log fire? You're lying. I'm shake. The log. The log. I love that. All right, number two. Now, I am not good at putting these lights on these trees. So I went down South Avenue the other day, and there was a sign. If you want help with tree lights, call. And I did. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with decorating the tree. Putting the light up, putting the reef up, I am not interested. Jeannie, you buy and I'll pay. I'll get somebody to put the lights up. It's such a pain in the neck. And I tell you, if you wanted an Oliver Lord Hardy scenario, you should have seen me 30 years ago trying to put that tree in its stand. <laughs> it fell on me. I walked out of there with all sorts of sap. So the heck is it. From now on, I'm hiring somebody to put the lights on in my house so I'm not going to deal with the nonsense. Number two. Totally right. I hired somebody to put up the lights, man. I ain't doing that. Now, I ain't hey, putting up the lights. Yeah. Right, I ain't number doing one, that. on Christmas night, I want to watch Ravens and 49ers. Right here on our friendly little network with Buck and Aikman. Instead, 
I got to put up with, for about the nine millionth time, George Bailey. Ooh, what? George Bailey. <laughs> now with George Bailey, that's Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed, and it's a wonderful life. I've seen that movie enough! Okay. And so Every Christmas okay. night they but, ruin it by okay. putting that but stupid Dougie. movie on and I gotta see him with the angel to get himself together again. Dougie. George Bailey. You remember George Bailey, Jimmy Stewart, 1946 in upstate New York? And I gotta watch that on Christmas night instead of Ravens and 49ers. That's another Christmas story. Say right. Christmas just like. The only one of the, the two on the, I do not watch It's a Wonderful Life. Like I, I've not, that's never been my thing. Is that yours? Same. No. Yeah. I, Christmas. Yeah. I'll, we always run back Christmas vacation on, on Christmas day. Yeah. Or Christmas Eve, even Christmas. I mean, we always have Christmas vacation running on Christmas day again. Like yeah. The night of Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Always. That's right. Um, the only, and I don't do lights. I don't do like the lights on the house. It's that's out of my, out of my depth. I can't do that. I'll do the tree. I, we'll do that, but I can't do the lights outside. We got some outside. We got a couple of trees that are lit up. We got a uh, lit up uh, frosty, and then uh, the railing in the front of the house are lit up. I, I I do a little bit, but I I hope someday to be successful enough to be able to bring the pros in and have them like make those real sweet lights that go around the whole like frame of the roof. Like oh, that's I, what I want. That's I what have. I, well, I got a I got a quote because one of my neighbors did it, and yeah. I was like, that kind of looks nice. It's simple. It's effective. Yeah. yeah. Can I get a phone number? I reach out. I was like. Minimum is well. Congratulations like, to the neighbor on all their successes. Yeah, minimum uh, what? Seven fifty. Minimum. Huh? Minimum seven fifty, right? Oh, you should keep going. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they say the, the um, minimum is, but there is nothing that actually is only seven hundred fifty yeah. for the basic I, strand. I was like, yeah, I'm good. I have lights outside, a great many. I just can't do them. Yeah, well, both they're had done. Success. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, yeah both they're done. Compound. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I. I. The man's got to know his limitations. Um, the only other beef I have is I the Christmas mine, mass. By the way. the Christmas mass. Well, you're 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 far more capable of things than I am. I'm not capable. No, I'm um, just not as I'm just not as well to do. That's <laughs> I would be more than happy to pay somebody to do it. I wouldn't think, think twice about it. Not a single second. Not even like not a second. Not a second. The second that I feel whatever like you need, we've got enough disposable income. That's happening. Yeah, go ahead. This is you, not. There's no pride it. in what I'm doing. I'm not Clark there's, Griswold. Well, you have I, you are, honestly. You could play him. You have that same joy that he has. I could. I could be. I feel you like could I could do it. Be. I'm not. Uh, tr- the Christmas not, mass is always a pain a in the neck. Rugged. Yeah. Not, fortunately, yeah, that's I don't. That's we're not in Houston. Anything I, I have to do. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's nice. I mean that. What he just outlined is exactly what it's like. It's like, what, and why are we leaving two hours before service? Well, because yeah. we have to get a seat. Well, why? Why, why is there such a rush? I'm happy to stand in the back. Like, that's what I always say. I'm fine standing. I'm, auxiliary room, fine. What difference does it make? Yeah, like, I this isn't Cirque du Soleil. It's a guy talking. Legs. Yeah. yeah. It's normally I, I'll super go auxiliary room all day long. I don't need yeah. to be in the main halls. It doesn't affect me one bit. Same experience. Agreed. All right. Any, any Christmas dislikes for you, Z? I have done. I love Christmas. Is that it's? I get so excited. Like I'm this year. I feel like I was really dialed in. I make like a big spreadsheet for my uh, gifts to everybody in the family, and I felt like this year I was really locked. Like so, I'm I'm just giddy to see them open the gifts. I I get yeah. so much more joy out of giving gifts than receiving gifts. I don't really care what I get. Yeah. I'm very into giving of gifts, so I'm I'm pumped about that. I don't have any Christmases. I love Christmas. I think it's I yeah. think it's perfect. 
Yeah, it's pretty. I love it. it just, Mad Dog it just, got there. Complain a lot of the, complaints. The, the profession we have chosen puts a little damper on our ability well, to celebrate to the full length that I would like to go. Well, we haven't had it the last year that we had like a completely free or normal kind of Christmas period was 2019 because 2020 was COVID. 2021, I was in Green, Green Bay. Bay on Christmas Day. Yes, we were at the stadium. Yeah, yep. so like we had to do Christmas and Christmas Eve like on the 22nd and 23rd, yep, that's which right. is not yep. the real. And then last year we had the freezing game. We were home, but at least you could kind of be around. But my kids, because the weather was so bad, got stuck in Florida. So that's they right. didn't get back until Christmas morning. Yeah. Uh, and then this year I'll be no Christmas Eve because we'll be in Houston. Yeah, so, yeah and then you got to quit It's not like you can sleep in on Tuesday. Uh, no. Tuesday's going to be a little bit of a day. Yeah, no. Yeah, right back into it. Um, all right, is Ben Bloom in route? I, I've been told yes, but okay. I haven't seen him yet. I'll go out and look for him. He might not know where the door is to get in here. But he would okay. at least walk over here and give a little look-see. Yeah, yeah give, you a little, give you a wave or something. Say something. Yeah. Know that he's in the mix and, and in route. Um, he is coming up next. We will hit your over-unders coming up after that. The general, John McClain, will join us at in the 2 o'clock hour. Scores as well. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Valley Bet, sports betting partner, Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Rolling Stones' Hackney Diamond Tour will be at Cleveland Browns Stadium on Saturday, June 15th. Tickets are on sale now. Visit clevelandbrownstadium.com slash rollingstones for more information on that. Time for a little over and under. Last week, the fellas, Z, three and two. Now forty and twenty-five yeah, overall. Gibbe, two and three. Now thirty-eight and twenty-seven overall. So a two-game lead for Z over Gibbe with three to play. I know you can't see your phone. Coach is going to come a few closer to one forty-five. We got time. Yeah, you roll. You safe. You're safe. You safe. You safe. Um. All right. Here we go. Over under. Wait. So Gibbe. I went two and three. You went yeah, two sorry. and three. Zagura yeah, went three and two. It. I went three and two. You didn't believe in Joe Flacco. Justin Fields is going to run so much. Joe Flacco's going to throw for 300 and something yards. 370. I think 374, right? No. 374. <clears throat> I was closer than you. Hmm? Huh? Right. You weren't even backing Joe Flacco. You were backing Justin Fields, bro. I don't even know. All right, here we go. Gibbe, this one for you. We're going to start with Mr. Flacco, and we're looking for a passing yardage over or under. It's a biggie. 300.5. Flacco? Flacco. In a dome. Which in is a good dome. Because the weather forecast outside in the metro Houston area, we might need a boat to get to the airport. Oh, and that's not good news. Don't say that. I don't want to hear any of that. No well, delays. Go look at the delays. forecast. Let's get in. Let's get out. Um, 300 is a big number. It's a big number. What did he, what did he throw two weeks earlier? He's been over 300 back-to-back -back games, Gibbe. That's what it's I thought. 254. I, I'm going then... to go over. Right, over. Gibbe. That's all. Over. Maybe I once in a while want to do a little research and not just guess off the whim. I like it. I, like I don't it. know. I like it. Come at me Dr. like a Z? spider monkey. 
Over. Easy. Listen, it, it, this is a very difficult football team to run against. You're going to have to throw the ball. They have given up five 300-yard passers on the season, including just two weeks ago. Zach Wilson was the AFC Offensive Player of the Week against them. Uh, I think we're going to throw it a lot. I think we're going to throw it successfully. I'm wacko for Flacco. Over. He will join. When he does it, he will join Josh McCown as the only Cleveland Browns quarterbacks to ever throw for 300-plus yards in three straight games. McCown did it back in 2015. Awesome. Fantastic. Next! Over, under. All right, Dr. Z, this one is for you. Um, We are discussing the uh, topic of Cleveland Browns pass catchers. So, Elijah Moore plus Amari Cooper, over or under, Chief, Marquise Goodwin, and Tillman. So you can have Elijah and Amari or Chief, Goodwin, and Tillman. I don't like it. I'm going to have to take, in this one, I'm going to have to take Chief, Marquise Goodwin, and Cedric Tillman. The Texans give up the second most catches and third most yards to tight ends. So I think that when Chief plus and Goodwin, if he hits one, it's going to be a big one. Chief, Goodwin, Tillman, by comparison, last week would have been Elijah Moore and Amari would have been 126. Chief, Tillman, and Goodwin would have been... 109, 213. Much better. That's where I'm going. Yeah, this is a no-brainer. Chief and and company. Under. Hey, either way, like, if I'm wrong, we all win still. Well, or you all lose. Um, All right, next. Why is it over? Under. (laughs) Wait a minute. All right, it's not – (laughs) it's – You're versus Zagura. It's Browns against Browns, and you're against me. Yes, just so we yeah, all know. That's why I said if I'm wrong, we all win still. If you're wrong, we still win. Oh, in terms of the Browns win, yes. Yes. Correct. Yes, either that way, means we're Browns getting are productivity. Win. Yeah, you're getting productivity. That's fair. Well, it could, it could, or it could be you all lose. Seven to Because they all suck. Right. They, yeah, yeah, so it could be that too. Um, Jerome Ford Merry has Christmas been a tough one to, to figure no, out. No, I'm positivity. I've been, um, I've looked back, and, and you guys have struggled with the Jerome Ford total yardage. Uh, throughout much of these throughout the year. Um, so we're looking for a total yardage out of Jerome Ford in the game on Sunday. And that number we're looking for is 80 and a half. Give it. Under. Over. Let's go, Ford. Go. We, got a di- we got a difference. Let's go. Under. I will say that every t- that you've gone under on him on that like the last four times and every time he's gone over. That's what I'm it's doing. It. This is called a self-sacrifice for the betterment of, of the Browns. You're welcome. Very good. Next. Over. Under. Uh, Zagura, this one is for you. We are looking for the uh, sacks, interceptions, fumbles number. Uh, last week, we were at five and a half. You both went under, and it was over. This week, our number is slightly more. Veteran uh, over because of two Hail Mary interceptions. Listen, it is what it is. I can't help you. Yeah. Um. The number this week is slightly lower, four and a half, Segura. Four and a half. Over. Yes. Over. Thank you. Let's go. I don't go. have to look at anything. Yeah, over. Feast. Feast. It's a Christmas feast on Sunday. Zadarius is going to have two sacks. That's my call. We got to get Miles one, man. You got to get Miles three. We need to get Miles three in three games so he can <laughs> yeah, do, he's get one a game. join Reggie White. 
Has Coach Bloom walked in here? Yeah, he's okay. hanging. Okay, he's all right. Gonna, he's coming up. I was giving him the directions. I just yep. want to make sure I communicated yep. effectively. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Finally, uh, next. Over, under. All right, this is the last one. It is the actual, and it is 40 and a half. 40 and a half. Uh, Zagura. Over. Over. Same. Over. Over, over. Same. Right. Good news, folks. Guaranteed to still be in the lead after this week. And also could basically clinch. I mean, if you're three up, the, the way that this works, you could kind of just mirror him on everything is the way you could do it. Um, all right, Ben Bloom going to join the program. Coming up next, you're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, a sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio. Pet Supplies Plus has given you the chance to win tickets to home games all season long while providing the best deals for your pet at over 75 stores throughout Ohio. Enter to win at clevelandbrowns.com slash Plus and receive a coupon. Give a. This is a Ron Burgundy moment. Uno, get him in here. Get him on the camera. I'm going to ask Ben Bloom. Ben Bloom to read the last sentence for us. Enter really? to win. Yeah, it was right there. Which sentence? Right. You're starting here. Enter, enter to win. Right here. Enter to win. Start oh, yeah. Right. Enter to win at clevelandbrowns.com slash pet supplies plus and receive a coupon to. A coupon to what? <laughs> a coupon to what? Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll get that read corrected. All by right. the end of the you day. get a coupon. Not a sure what it's for. Day, kids. Hopefully it's enjoyable. It's a, the... I'm sure it's a great coupon, though. I, I think we can just assume it's an elite coupon. We'll find out <laughs> what that coupon's to, though, at some point. But right now we're very happy to be joined in studio by the great Ben Bloom, Browns defensive line coach. And, and Coach, before we get into some specifics, and we're going to talk some Miles Garrett, and I know you had an impassioned uh, speech about him earlier today in your media availability. Can you just tell me for you, first year coaching the D-line with the Cleveland Browns, what this whole experience has been like? Because this team has gone through so much, so many new faces in and out every week. And, and I've given a lot of credit to, obviously, the players for their buying and their preparation. But to you, the position coaches, and, and obviously it starts at the top with Stefanski and then Jim Schwartz, but the position coaches who have gotten young guys ready to play week in and week out. So what's this been like for you, and how gratifying has it been to see, no matter what obstacles are thrown in the face of this Cleveland Browns team, you guys are finding ways to win? Well, I appreciate the kind words. Um, no, it's, it's been a terrific experience. It's been, uh, so far, uh, you know, a lot of positive things have happened this season. Um, you know, again, it, it's a fortunate situation for me. Um, it's the ideal position to coach D-line in and play D-line in. Coach Schwartz's uh, attack style defensive sure. line play is, is ideal. Um, you know, it's easy to say, hey, we're going to get off the ball. You know, we're going to penetrate. We're going to disrupt. We're going to mess things up. Um, but it, it's it's hard to do it every day, day in, day out. you got to bring a lot of energy as a player and a coach to, to execute the techniques at a high level. Um, and, again, I've been fortunate to have – some veteran players in the room, some yeah. guys that are familiar some, with some the system. Guys, yeah. yeah, I mean, it makes you're a much better coach when you have good players. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I've have, uh, have had guys that have played in the system before, guys that the system was a little foreign to at the beginning, but everyone's embraced it, um, working hard together. And, um, 
you know, it's a good group, and you know, our goal every week is to contribute in a way that helps the team win the game, and uh, that's you know what we've done <laughs> some weeks. So most, <laughs> if not all weeks, yeah. you certainly have done that. So I was kind of open talking about the young players. Alex Wright, obviously, with sure. Obo goes down, Alex Wright's going to play more. And you mentioned it is this attack style, but you have to also maintain your eye discipline. And teams are trying to use some of that attack against us, right, to go misdirection, the jet sweeps. That third and one play was such a great play by a young player. What did you kind of see on that one? What did you say to him afterwards? And, and what did that tell you about Alex Wright, too? Because if he, if he gets sucked in there, and that's, that guy might still be running. Yeah, we got a couple jet sweeps in the Rams game. We did. You guys remember. Um, and Alex, at least one of them, was in a very similar situation coming off the ball. And, you know, you got to make a really fast decision as the end in that situation because if they hand it off to the running back, you got to close and go make the tackle on the running back. But, you know, the guys on our team, and you know, they got instincts. They have feel like, hey, if you feel that the ball's going – to the jet sweep instead put your foot in the ground and make the play so we were on the sideline in the in the rams game i said did you see that they handed off the jet sweep he goes yeah coach i saw it i just you know i missed it like i couldn't make it it was it was there but i missed it so yeah. like, all right well, well we'll get it next time like it's good that you saw it yeah because sometimes you got to see it live once um and then lo and behold very similar type of play comes up in the uh chicago game last week and same exact play. He saw it. He triggered. He made the play. It was a huge play in the game. Huge. And, I, you know, what it says about Alex, I guess, is that, you know, when you're a younger player with less experience, the more you play, the more experience you get, and the more you learn. And you hope that that translates into making more plays. And I think this is an example of that alone. That, you know, just Alex is a really hardworking dude. He's getting better every day. Yeah. And um, the fact that he can learn from a play a couple weeks ago and then when he sees it again to make the play, that's a testament to him. Yeah, and make the play at an absolutely huge moment in the game. I mean, that was right. a massive, massive play that he was able to make there. All right, let's talk about Miles because, you know, we've heard, you know, Brian Baldinger, we've, Bill Cower, former Steelers coach, we've heard Kevin Stefanski say, I'm not, not going to get on my soapbox often, but I will for Miles Garrett. And I know you talked about him earlier today to reference in, you know, Mariano Rivera and the great Dennis Eckersley as the closer for this football team. What's it like coaching him? Obviously, this, people are so fixated he hasn't had a sack for games, but anybody who's watched the games knows that he has been dominant over these last few weeks. Yeah, what's it like coaching him? Um, well, I mean, it, it's a joy because he's a hardworking guy that uh, cares about his craft. Yeah. Who, um, and he's quite know, talented. He's really talented um, physically, but also I would say he's talented mentally from a uh, attention to detail and a focus standpoint. Right, he really he takes uh, good, great yeah. notes. Right, he has a great notebook. Takes great notes. Thorough. Yeah, thorough. Um, he's got a really good memory. Um, you know, you can just kind of say, "Hey, remember we did this that one time a couple weeks ago?" Yep, got it. Let's do it. And then there, and then we know what it looks like live after that. So, um, yeah, it's it, it, it's fun to be around him in that regard. Um, you know, I I've just been impressed with how he's handled the whole season. You know, he just yeah. comes to work every day and, uh, you know, keeps putting himself in position to have great games. And that's what he's done. In getting ready for games, you're watching, obviously, tape of your opponents. Yeah. I would have to imagine that you don't see 
on their tape against anybody else the things that they will do to us because of Miles Garrett. So has that been an interesting part of the preparation? Because a lot of teams don't roll triple teams out. Now maybe against a TJ Watt or a Nick Bosa, they may do some of the things, but it feels like he is protected against, whether it's within or without of the rules of the game, differently than anybody else in the league. Yeah, I mean, you know, the first part is how how our offense is going to allocate their blockers to try to block him in pass rushing situations, right? So... Uh, some teams chip with the running back from the backfield. Some de- some people chip with the tight end. Both, Both <laughs> bring the center toward him. All of the above. Um, you know, we saw elements of it as the uh, season has gone on. I remember in the indie game, toward the end of the game, when Z finished the game with the sack. That last drive, they were putting the back over there, putting the center over there. Obviously, the chips haven't gone away. They keep coming back um, from the tight ends and the back. So, you know, there's only so many ways the offense can try to do it. We've seen, I think, most of the potential combinations. So, you know, you prepare by knowing what you could get, and then when the game starts and you see, okay, this is how they're going to attempt to block him, then we can – adjust from there but um, you almost have to prepare by watching our own games and knowing that they're going to steal this because it's not something they typically yeah do. like categorize in my head i know okay this is how this team's done it this is how that team's done yeah. it so how are we going to respond if they're bringing the center and the tight end all right on the other side we have to do this with z and obo or alex or dalvin or shelby whoever's sure. over there um if they're not bringing the center but they're bringing the halfback um and only the halfback we can respond this way so there's yeah, it, right. it's a little bit of a wait and see because you can't guess. Yeah. And there's, like you said, it's not like they're doing this to other players out there. <laughs> right. It's not like I said, oh, how did they protect this? No, because no one's like Miles. So we get a unique uh, unique protection scheme weekly, and we'll be ready to adjust as the game goes. Of course you guys will be. wanted to ask you real quick about Dalvin. I thought last week a sensational game, maybe his best with the Browns, and I asked him if he thought it was, and he said yes what's making him so good because you know you didn't necessarily think of him as a big pass rusher coming into the Browns and while he's I think he kind of should have gotten that sack but Alex got the ball out so he got credit for that sack in this one you know looking like a career year rushing the passer quarterback hits sacks all of it what's made him so effective it's tough with the sack numbers because like you know that one could have been his but at least Alex got it yeah yeah, uh, in our last Baltimore game Dalvin had one but then there was a a coverage penalty you know defensive holding or pass interference so I thought he should be like six yeah he's right so and by the way while we're on sacks the last play on defense we had versus Jacksonville was a two-point play in which the quarterback dropped back. And Why does that not count? Because it's an untimed down. You'll, I mean, it's a, he still sacked him. Uh, it's a sack, right? So I, I mean, I guess it's not statistically, but to say that I'm counting. Yeah, well, it, so let's, yeah, let's call it what it is. Yeah, he Anyways, sacked Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and that was a big play because we won by four. They're going onside kick with on a four-point differential, right? A two-point differentials. Yeah. Way well, different. All of a sudden, right. Yeah. Squeaky bum time. Yeah. yeah this yeah, is yeah, a very different. Long field goal wins the game for us. So yes. We get it. Um, back to Dalvin. Um, you know, I remember Dalvin coming out of college. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he kind of had this label as like a two gap in Alabama, the tackle, which a lot of the Alabama guys are. Yeah. Um, but when you saw him really play and how explosive he was and how vertical he can get up the field, 
you know, I didn't feel like he was a cookie cutter three four type of D tackle then. Okay, and I, he some of the stuff you saw him do with the Giants in his career, he was vertical penetrating. Oh yeah, you know, doing that. So I just think schematically, what he was asked to do in recent seasons doesn't look schematically like what we do from an attack standpoint. So once he got in here and got you know, used to our techniques and got into a different type of shape to play in this defense, I just think you, you, you see him take off um, in the run game and the pass oh, game. Yeah. So um, Dalvin's a great football player. He's going to have a ton of success in whatever scheme or system he's playing in. Um, it's awesome that he's having such success in our system because – a guy that big, that strong, that instinctive, that explosive uh, can be devastating in an in attack style de- in, in, in attack style defense. That's yeah. what he's doing right now. It collapses that pocket. He, I thought he's, he's had a lot of really good games this yeah. year, like San Francisco game, yes. um, even the second Baltimore game. So I didn't know that this one stood out to everybody as his best game, but it was one of his best games. So yeah. I'm happy you recognized it too. Absolutely. Coach, appreciate the time as always. We're going to get you out of here on this one. Cool. Have we done many three counts lately? I, I've, sometimes when I'm up there, I'm trying to look for uh, you after a big no, D-line play. But... I, owe, I owe you on that. Okay. All right. I'll be looking for it this week. You got it. All right. The All great right. Ben Bloom, defensive line coach of your Cleveland Browns. When we come back, you got it. When we come back, the General John McClain will join us from Houston to preview the Browns and the Texans. You're listening to Cleveland Brown Daily on ESPN 850 WKNR. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Over the last 90 years, family-owned and operated Rumkey Waste Recycling, grown to become one of the largest recycling and waste companies in the United States, proud to be the recycler of choice of the city of Cleveland. Visit Rumkey.com to learn more. And now we go behind enemy lines on the Twisted Tea Hotline. Great friend of the program, the General John McClain, joining a senior columnist, Sports Radio 610, down in Houston, the Texans' flagship, a website with no paywall, so that's a win for everybody. Uh, always a pleasure getting to talk to you, sir. Let, I guess let's be, before we get into this game, you've been around the this game a long time uh cj stroud's rookie season with a texan compares to what you've seen previously well probably andrew luck in uh 2012 but andrew was supposed to be a generational quarterback the first one since john elway in 1983 and there were questions about cj and uh, it's interesting that the texans finished the season at indianapolis for the second year in a row and the game this year could be for the division title or the playoffs. And the game last year, the Texans won, completed a two-point conversion, both to Jordan Aikens, and the fans went crazy because it cost them the first pick in Bryce Young. So they got stuck with C.J. Stroud. And <laughs> and he's been tremendous. It's too bad he's going to miss the second game in a row with a concussion because he's been durable and he, he's – uh, nobody could have predicted what he did. Nobody could have predicted what the Texans have done. They were supposed to be the second-worst team in the league to Arizona. I still kind of have to shake my head to sober up a little bit thinking about them in a playoff race. Yeah, he has been so good, and they've been such an explosive pass game with him. And obviously, no C.J. Stroud. And then the other rookie, Tank Dell, who leads the team with seven touchdowns, he is out as well. What can you tell us about Nico Collins? Should he be back the leading receiver over 1,000 yards this year? 
Yeah, Nico Collins, the leading receiver, will be back. Tank Dell went down for the season. Great third round pick. Yeah, uh, he was their second leading receiver, and but Collins is back. They they've got some other receivers. This game's almost kind of a survival of the fittest. I mean, I yeah. think the Texans have used three left tackles, four left guards, four centers, one right guard, three right tackles, but they still don't have problems at tackle like the Browns do, pleasing their top three guys. And so it's amazing, um, really across the league, not just with backup quarterbacks, but so many players get injured. And I've been covering this league for 48 years now. And I talked to a lot of former players here, including a lot of Oilers. They said there were no more injuries then when they did double days and full contact and hit during the week all the time than there are today. And nobody can come up with a reason for it. But uh, this one's going to be a battle of the Graybeard quarterbacks. And you guys know Case Keenum well. Mm-hmm. Jackson's no Flacco well because they went against him, but nobody is is around except the right. snapper John Weeks in his 14th season who's ever played against Flacco. So before we get in, we'll, we'll talk about Case in a second, but you mentioned the Oilers. I felt like what happened last week, that game should have been for the rights for the uniforms, and they should be able to come back to Houston after that win. In fact, I think karmically, that's why they were able to make that comeback, and he got the fair Baron field goal in overtime for the win. But is there a more absurd thing in football right now than the Tennessee Titans wearing Houston Oilers uniforms against the Houston Texans when they should just well, get to be the Oilers? Obviously, they did that to stick it to them. They did it twice yeah, this ridiculous. year. They did it with the Falcons, and they won, and then they lost to the Texans. So we say that the Titans are not 5-9. and nine. The Texans, Titans are 4-8, and eight and the Oilers are 1-1. One and one. And people <laughs> here are infuriated that uh, they wore the colors. They've known Same. since the offseason it was coming because everything Oilers belongs to the Titans. None of it belongs to the Texans. And the Texans didn't want to have anything to do with Oilers. Bob McNair founded the team, wanted his own identity. Fans in the media said good riddance. And when they played as the Tennessee Oilers wow. wore Columbia Blue the first two seasons up there, nobody here protested. It's only wow. recently that players are like, oh, we got to get – I mean, fans, not players – Players don't give a rats to know what about it. But they say, oh, we got to get those colors back in Houston. Well, it ain't happening. No, no, it's not. No. I had no idea there was vitriol on both sides of it that way. I knew there obviously was um, from the Adams family in, in terms of their vitriol towards Houston. I didn't realize it went both ways in terms of not wanting any part of that brand uh, going forward. They're, they're gorgeous uniforms. Either either way, you, any way you slice it, they look great. And unfortunately, uh, they are being worn by the Titans this year. John, um, in terms of uh, D'Amico Ryans, I remember talking to you in the offseason about that hire. And, you know, we think Kevin Stefanski's got a pretty good chance to be coach of the year, play, winning games with four different quarterbacks. But D'Amico's got to be right there. Um, you liked the hire. I remember it. You liked it in the moment. Um, what has he done, and, and why did you think he would be the success that he's been? Nobody could have envisioned it in the first year. I picked him to win six six games, double last year's win total, which I thought would be pretty damn good considering how bad they've been the last three years. And there's and it didn't matter doesn't matter how many offensive linemen they've had to use, how many players are out. We're not gonna have Will Anderson for the second game in a row, Blake Cashman, their best linebacker, he's not gonna play. Doesn't matter. Whoever plays has has gotten with the program and the biggest I wrote a column about this this week. 
What they've done to their run defense over the last four years worse than the NFL. Last year they gave up 170 yards a game. This year they've given up 93, and in the last 10 games they're giving up 85. And in the team that played Sunday in Tennessee and just totally manhandled Derrick Henry, who had averaged 203 yards against them in the last five games and got nine. On, uh, it was only four new players were on this defense compared to last year. So, D'Amico, is, it's great coaching. Him, uh, the, the uh, defense coordinator, Matt Berg, he's responsible, oversees the defensive line. But And then it helps when you got a talented young quarterback who's being coached very well by Bobby Slowick, who came with D'Amico from San Francisco. He's a Kyle Shanahan protege. Yep. So they've done a really good job of coaching the team, and uh, everybody is shocked that they're in a playoff race and have a chance to win the division. Talking with the general John McClain. And when you mentioned, you know, Bobby Sloa coming from the Kyle Shanahan tree, they're one of the top under center teams in the NFL. But my question for you is, is we've seen Devin Singletary really get it going on the ground career high 170 total yards last week. How is this offense different? And it's only been one game. I know, but what's different about it with Case Keenum versus when CJ Stroud's in there? When Stroud was in, and he had Tank Dell, and they threw the ball down the field, they were second in the league when Stroud got hurt to to explosive plays or 25 or yep. more yards to the 49ers. And the 49ers get a lot of yak out of that. Every time you look up, you see Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel taking short passes and going a long way. With the Texans, they had some yak mainly from Nico Collins, but most of it was Stroud's passing. He was pinpoint. And his accuracy to us is amazing. And his decision-making was way beyond his years. And everybody loves a guy down here. So having Slowick come in here and install the zone scheme, last year's league rusher, Damian Pierce has struggled to pick it up. Singletary has been in the system before. Pierce only got one carry for three yards in the last game. So the Browns will see Singletary most of the time. And uh, it's just – Noah Brown came from the Cowboys. Uh, Dalton yep. Schultz came from the Cowboys. Both of them have been really good, and they all all have some kind of special connection with Stroud. He knows how to throw them open, and a lot of that has to do, of course, with Stroud, but a lot of it has to do with coaching. And I know at Ohio State, everybody said, well, he had great receivers. They helped make him. And as I've watched him work with all these receivers here, I'm thinking he had a lot to do with that <laughs> with the Buckeyes. I think that Ohio State learned that lesson this year, sir, in terms of the quarterback play that they saw versus what they were spoiled with with C.J. Stroud for a couple of games. Talking to the general, John McClain, um, this defensive front, we understand Will Anderson probably is not going to play in this game. At least that's what I'm seeing today, that he will not play in this game. He's been great. But beyond that, they've been great as well. Did you think that they had this type of talent up front the way that they're playing? No. Jonathan Grenard, who has 12 and a half sacks, has been just disruptive. He, he and Will Anderson play great on the edge. It's great against the run. Yeah. And uh, they like to play with a four-man front. They don't like to blitz. And Grenard is in the last year of his contract. He's going to make a lot of money, whether it's here or somewhere else. The fact he's not just a pass rusher. And it was interesting because Derek Barnett, who was dumped by the Eagles, former number one pick, had to start against the Titans, and it was, and he had more snaps than any time he'd had with the Eagles this season. It was his third game here. He had his sack. He had three tackles for loss. He knocked down 
uh, Will Levis two more times. He played great against the run. He'll start against the Browns. And there are two tackles. Malik Collins has is, is been so consistent here for three years. Everybody takes him for granted. But they signed Sheldon Rankins because he'd been yep. in the system. And both those tackles have been great at stopping the run and getting some pressure up the middle. And I'm sure Anderson, it's got to be killing him that he can't play because it's the first time since October 15th when they played against the Saints and Derek Carr that they're playing against a pure pocket passer. Yeah, you, there were a team, you got four guys, you mentioned them, Anderson, Collins, Rankins, and, and Grenard, who all have, you know, five sacks, and there are only three teams in the league that can say they've got four guys with five or more sacks. What's made the breakout happen for, for Grenard? To 12 and a half sacks, you know, in his first three years, he had 10 and a half combined. What's caused this kind of explosion to being one of the dominant pass rushers in the league? Coaching and good health. It's amazing when guys are healthy for the first time in the last year of their contract, isn't it? <laughs> and he, he's he been hurt. He had eight sacks two years ago and missed five games. Last year, he, he was overcome with injuries. And he had looked pretty good as a rookie. But right now, it's a breakout season, and he's going to cash in financially. And the fact that he is good against the run besides the pass will make him even more valuable. And if they let him get away here, uh, they're going to have a big hole to fill because D'Amico Ryan's like the 49ers. They want to rely on their – four guys up front. He'll blitz every once in a while, but they don't like to do it. They yep. like to get it, and they like to play man and zone. And a guy that's going to be fun to watch is Derek Stingley Jr. has been outstanding so since he came back from a hamstring injury. And he missed nine games last year with a hamstring injury. Everybody called him a buzz. Then he starts a couple of games this year. Then he misses games with a hamstring. Everybody rips him again, and then he's been tremendous. Watching him cover Mari Cooper is going to be worth the price of admission. Yeah, Stingley, a good player. So is Jalen Petrie. You got the Browns in interception last time the Browns were in Houston. My question for you, just kind of final one, wrapping it up here, and we appreciate the time, is you talked earlier about what they did to Derrick Henry. They've not allowed a 100-yard rusher. They've been really the best run defense against traditional running back runs in the National Football League this season. But they have struggled a little bit with quarterbacks. Zach Wilson had the best game maybe of his career against them just a couple of weeks ago. Desmond Ritter had a 300-yard game against this defense. What's kind of been the issue that's allowed because they can get to the quarterback and you've got Nelson playing well, Stingley playing well. What's been the, the reason that they've been able to be victimized a little bit through the air, especially by tight ends? Well, Russell, Mil Russell Wilson ran for like 40 yards and he ran 10 times. And Kyler Murray had like 35 or 40. Yep. And they, they, no running back has been able to hurt him. Not only have nobody's had 100, they haven't had 90. And yep. um, and they the for some reason, they're even though they attack, they as D'Amico said this week, uh, the system that they play was Matt Burke learned it in his five years with the Titans as an assistant with Jim Schwartz and Jim Washburn, the great defensive line coach. They, yep. they coached under Jeff Fisher. And uh, so that's the same system that Schwartz plays, you know, aggressive, get up to field. But I thought they'd be susceptible to screens or draw plays, but so far they haven't been. And, uh the tight end problem, and this is why they're going to throw it into Joku early and they're going to throw it to him often because tight ends have burned them because they're, they're only good line, linebacker who's great in coverage is Blake Cashman, and he's out. And yep. Christian Harris had a good game last week, but I would throw at him. Jalen Petrie a lot of times covers 
tight ends. He struggled in coverage in his second season. But between the Joku and uh, Joku and uh, and uh, Mari Cooper, uh, I look for those guys. Blacko to target, go after him early, and it'll be great to see. I look for Njoku to have another big game, like you said, the last two weeks. Yeah. John, can't thank you enough, sir. Thank you so much for your time. Happy holiday season to you and yours. My pleasure, guys. Thank you very much for having me. All right, that's the great John McClain, the general senior columnist, SportsRadio610.com, the Texans' flagship. There's no paywall on that, so if you want to get smarter, you certainly can. Uh, We'll get your keys to victory and keys to your prime rib coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, sports betting partner, your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hey, guys, it's Steve Covino from Covino & Rich, here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, the preferred provider of copiers and document services of the Cleveland Browns. Tackle any size office. That number is 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. Time for your keys to beating the Houston Texans on the road this weekend. For that, we go to Dr. Z. All right. Like we say every week, play a clean game. That'll be key number one. We don't do it. We haven't done it since the Arizona Cardinals game, and we didn't do it before that game either. But the Browns 14-2 under Kevin Stefanski when they play a clean game on offense. No giveaways. And and listen, against the Texans, it's very important because on the season, they have 20 takeaways, only 12 giveaways. They're plus eight. That is the fourth best in the league, second best in the AFC. That's why they've been able to win five of their last seven games. They do a very good job in that regard. Number two for the Browns is going to have to be protect Joe Flacco. It looks like good news with Joel Batonio back. Good news, Ethan Posick back. You're going to have to protect Jonathan Grenard. He's got five and a half sacks in his last three games alone. That is going to be an interesting matchup against James Hudson and Jaron Christian. That's one that the Browns are going to have to really be cognizant of, maybe get creative with their protections as we saw kind of at the end of the game last week so that you can keep Joe Flacco upright, give him opportunities to make plays down the field against what you heard John McClain say is some of the struggles in coverage at the linebacker and safety position for the Houston Texans. And then third, uh, limit the big plays. Force Case Keenum to really work the ball down the field. I think the more dropbacks you get, the better chance you have to make a play against him. Limit Devin Singletary on early down. Singletary's got three 100-yard games this season for the Texans. And, and then, obviously, you got to be cognizant of Nico Collins and Noah Brown, two big receivers, Collins 6'4", Brown 2'6", both from the Big Ten. Both have made big plays this year. Collins averaging 16.7 yards a catch. Noah Brown averaging 18 yards per catch. So I think those you do that. The Browns are going to come out of here, I think, with with a nice win over the Houston Texans. 
And your Friday, Friday forecast presented by Carrier. Carrier turned to the experts. Highs in the low 70s and rainy, but guess what? You play indoors in Houston. So, no thing to worry about there other than your commute to and fro. Uh, all yep. right, kids, you got your pen and paper ready? Let's do it. Let's do the prime rib. All right. So, 24 to 48 hours before the cook, you are going to dry brine the prime rib. So, what does that mean? You are going to rub Penzi's English prime rib rub or any prime rib rub that you, that you like all over your meat. And you want your bones when Copious you get your prime amounts. rib. Yeah, when you copious amounts, good, like a nice coating of it. Yep. When you get your prime rib, ask your butcher to trim it and then cut and tie the bones. So there's going to be little areas to get in between the bones and the meat on the back because it's now been kind of cut apart. So that's good stuff. You got to make sure you get some of the rub in there. So you do that. Keep it in the fridge uncovered for 24 to 48 hours. That will get a lot, a, a nice help of the crust. It helps the flavor get in there, and it just kind of makes sure the outside of it is really good. So now we're on to we're on to game day here when we're going to make this prime rib. And this is for this is for a sous vide. So this is a very specific way to do this. We've got the sous vides. So that's how we that's how we roll. And it's right, very pretty good. much foolproof. All right. So game day, you get it out. You're going to get a bowl in that bowl. You're going to put some olive oil. You're going to put some salt and some fresh cracked black pepper in there. You are then going to uh, get rosemary and fresh thyme. Chop those up. They go into this bowl of oil, olive oil with that's your now rosemary, thyme, salt, pepper. You're going to press about 10 cloves of garlic through a garlic press into this olive oil. And then you're going to whip it up with a silicone brush if you'd like. And you're going to make kind of almost like a paste out of it. And what you're going to do with that now is you are going to, I put on those gloves that you had me get, yep. those black and nitrile gloves. I put those on. I just start scooping and I'm rubbing this all over the outside. This, this nice, olive oil, nice rub down. garlic, rosemary thyme salt pepper mix all over everywhere and remember get inside that area there with the between the bones and the bottom of the meat so do that and then i will now i make two prime ribs because my father-in-law does not like rosemary so he does one like there's one that's no rosemary i don't understand it but i'm a i I try to be very nice try to be kind so we do that plus people like end pieces and it turns out if you have like 12 13 14 pounds doing two seven pounders is easier because then you get four end pieces people are very happy and in the sous vide it's perfect the whole way through so you know you're good all right so now i've rubbed it with all that stuff the last step before you're ready to get really rolling here is i take like a long knife and cut yep. various little holes all over the meat and in through the sides and in through the front and whatever and i yep. stick slivers of garlic in there so i'll take a clove and i'll cut it into a couple slivers stick those in there so now there's garlic friends all throughout the meat garlic friends and meat yep all right all right so now you're going to take this beautiful rubbed beautiful piece of prime rib you're going to go into the oven at 475 degrees for 15 minutes okay that's going to have a hell of a sear so that's going to be your initial sear. You're then going to take it out. Let it sit for a few minutes because you need some time for it to cool down a little bit before you put it in the bag. Then it goes into the bag. Bag into the water bath. Suvi, I like to do it at like 131.5 or 129 is medium rare, but like for 131.5 comes out, it's, it, it comes out really, really nicely. So, but anywhere from 129 to 133, I think is probably the sweet spot. Okay. Uh, for you there so into the bath six hours can go seven hours you know in that range when you take it out now so now you were fast forwarding right ahead six seven hours you are going to 
when everything else is ready, because it's very easy to do this, because you only need really 10 more minutes. So the time you take it out, it's 10 minutes till everything. So you can time it so that you're good with your mashed potatoes or whatever, you know, the peas and pearls, whatever sides you do with your prime rib. So out of the bag now. Take it out. Keep the bag. Keep the juices. That's very important. You're going to put it on, you know, whatever your cutting board. Pat it down with a bunch of paper towels. Dry it out. Now, right before you took it out of the bag, you're going to take uh, a nice uh, microwave-safe bowl and microwave down and melt some ghee. Now that you've patted your prime rib dry, you are then going to take this melted ghee, and with your silicone brush, you are going to brush the entire surface area of this prime rib with ghee. And, oh, boy, that's going to be a real treat for you. Back into the oven at 450 for like 10 minutes, and keep an eye on it. It doesn't have to be 10 minutes. It could be 8, just until you see the nice crust really start to form. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's what you're looking for, around 10 minutes. In the meantime, that's when you make your au jus. So you're going to take some of the bag juices. You're going to take some beef broth if, if you need it. You're going to take some wine, some Worcestershire sauce, fresh sprigs of rosemary, salt, pepper, garlic again, and you're going to boil that all together. And, you know, whisk it around, stir that down, and then you're going to have a very flavorful au jus to dunk your prime rib. And I love, I like, I give myself my own gravy boat of au jus. I'm a big au jus guy. And I love it, and I'll be a a plunk and an eat. So that's really it. Once it comes out of the oven again, you don't have to really let it sit. You can if you want to for a few minutes, but you really don't have to let it sit. And then you're good. Right. Then you're good, and you, you slice, and away you go. Only question I have is out of the oven at 475 for 15 minutes. Yep. Am I taking any of those juices into the bag of sous vide or no juices in the sous vide? Yeah, if there's bag? stuff that you can scoop off and toss in there, you can, but there's not a there won't be a ton. It's But I don't need to add anything to the sous vide bag though. I don't need to add all No, oil just or the meat. Just no. the meat. That's it. Just the all meat. Right. Yep. All right, I got it. I got it. Yep. And so, too, does everyone else. So there's there one gift to you. Here's another gift coming your way. The scores are coming up next. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN what a, Cleveland. What a big T trans. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, let Ty Cleaners take care of your laundry and dry cleaning needs this holiday season. Enjoy 10 bucks off of 40 or more all month long with the code BROWNS10. Exclusions do apply. Visit locally owned and operated Tide Cleaners in the greater Cleveland area and make the most of your holidays. Time for a little segment. We like to say, pay attention to the scores. Hello, Our today. Christmas gift to you. That's right. That's right. Zagura, how did we do last week? Oh, baby. Please. another Please. 10 and 6 for both of us. Bo now 62 games over 500. I'm at 58. It's craziness. And, and by the way, shout out River had the best week. She went 11 and 5. How about that? How about it? How about it? Oh, the one other thing I needed to add, Nana was right, is you have on hand when you make the au jus, you can have on hand a packet of like the dry au jus kind of mix. And yeah. if you're if you're not getting enough flavor, you can you can throw that in there and then you'll Juice be By the way, please, please thank her for the uh, for the Christmas gift. Oh yeah, yeah, Nana, yeah, thank Nana. You. yeah. Uh, I was there very excited. A nice little spicy jam. It's really good. Is it made? Yeah, made by uh, the great Aunt Rita. It is. Wait, oh, so fantastic. it's homemade? Yeah. Oh yeah. Huh. Now oh, yeah. to be it's fair, good. it's no. good. It's good. It could be poison for Gibbe because we know how Nana feels about the crud that is Gibbe. Oh, it just on. shows that Nana, 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 Nana when they go low, she goes week. high. What? That's Nana true. Nana sided with me last week. What Nana? When they go low, she goes high. Yeah, Nana, that's, that's how Nana. That's how she operates. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, time for the scores and a lot to get to. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Triple header. Let's get down to it. Saturday, kick things off. NBC, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, the Bengals, winners of three in a row. Pukers lost three in a row. I don't know who – are we supposed to root for Pitts Puke to kind of put them away a little bit, get a little distance? I think mm. probably maybe. I don't know what we're supposed probably, to do. Probably, I don't know. Yeah, I just think you just root for elimination of teams. So, like, Pittsburgh eliminated yeah. helps. Get them like, out. Just, don't, yeah. just be done with them. By the way, I've got to go Kansas City, then Browns. So. I'm not afraid. I'm not as afraid of Cincinnati getting into the playoffs in this incarnation as I am the Bills, and so I'd like to yes. keep them ahead of the Bills. Yep, same. Bengals, Slumptown. Uh, the Steelers, Mason Rudolph. We've They're seen. Cooked. We've seen that script. We've seen this. Yeah. It's not good. By the way, what's with all the ex Steelers, or maybe not all? Ryan Clark, a big jump like, hopping on that. Tomlin needs to be gone. Like the guy's never had a losing season. If what they, is? If they What's move going off on? of him, they will trade him, and there will be a long list of suitors. Are they saying it from the perspective that they think Tomlin needs out because Pittsburgh's a stinking ship, or are they saying that they think Pittsburgh, he, he's bad for Pittsburgh, which I would Jeez. have a hard time understanding. Hard time. I think they just, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give him any advice. I'm with you, though. Same. Cincinnati big. To Saturday night we go, and the Los Angeles Chargers, and uh, they have a new coach. What's that guy's name again? I don't know. What was it? Giff Smith. Giff. It's like, yeah, our, it's that's like right. our boy we Griff. thought it was a misprint. The Chargers, so far, two games in three days. Chargers hosting the red-hot Buffalo Bills, winners of two in a row. Uh, this one only on Peacock Saturday night. Yeah, pay attention Bo to that. Bishop? Yeah, I don't care. I, I, Bills by a billion. I, I think it's Slumptown City. They're on a, they're on a focus. It's a very navigable path, navigable path for them. I don't see any scenario where – you got it knocking at the back door, so I, l- I like Buffalo winning big in this one, 31-7. My question with this one, because they just gave up like 100 points to the Raiders. Yeah. And the Bills, you know, they're slumping everybody, and it feels kind of like why would – who who wouldn't take Yeah, it does. The Bills? I'll give you that. I'll grant you. It, it's weird because this one opened at 14, and it's moved in favor of the Chargers, which I don't get Sod. in any way, shape, or form. But you know what? This one's easy to see. Bills 100, Chargers 88. Oh, mama. Oh, God. Oh, baby. Oh, oh baby. Pay, Pay attention, attention, kids. Pay attention. Pay attention, kids. Boy, I can only imagine what that was walking by. Um, onward we go to Sunday football. Uh, the Gutless Falcons, fresh off of a beating at the hands of the Carolina Panthers. Unbelievable. Welcome in the Indianapolis Colts. Colts are 8-6, and six, tied for first in the AFC South, Nathan Zagura. I like this Colts team. I like Gardner Minshew. Minshew mania. It's fun. Uh, they get Michael Pittman's back after the hit, which got DeMonte Kazee suspended for the year, which I thought was outrageous. Uh, I think the Colts, uh, this line makes no sense to me. And normally that would make me say guarantee that the gutless Falcons are going to win. But in this case, maybe it is just that easy. Colts 17, Falcons 14. Yeah, this one is actually this one went a one went one and a half in the, the other way because it, actually Atlanta was one yesterday and now they're two and a half favorites in this game. Favorite in this game. Jonathan Taylor back as well. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Atlanta outright. I'm sorry. Indy outright. Indy outright. Yep. Good correction. Good job. 
Uh, up next, by the way, there is some just trash. These are trash games on Sunday. But they Us all have. Houston. They all matter, Gibby. There's a there's a playoff component in all of them except for Washington and the Jets. Everything Not else has one. playoff. This is the only one that doesn't. This is the only yeah. bad one. Real me, quick, Nana says no poison, Gibby. You guys, she was delighted to have things to give them. You guys provide so much entertainment for her while she's watching the show and painting. Well, so I, I, my wife was ecstatic with the jam. She's already got ideas for the oh, appetizer man. on yeah, oh, Christmas yeah. Day. Get on like a nice, like a like a thin, like a good kind of cracker, one of those ones that's kind of the dark ones, like rosemary-ish. And yeah, those a are nice brie whatever. Nice and warm a, little, brie. Oh, a little warm brie. Oh, it'll be del- it's going to be a delight yep. on a warm brie. You kidding yep, me? That's you, what she brought up. You're talking Limburger, and it's brie time, baby. Uh, Washington, 4-10, <laughs> and ten, playing out the string. They've lost five in a row. Washington p- traveling to Jersey to take on the New York football Jets who've been eliminated. They're 5-9. and nine. Don't worry, Aaron Rodgers is on the bench. He'll be able to watch it from the sidelines. Uh, Bishop. Commies. Woo. Commies. Why are the Jets favored in this game with Trevor Simeon? It makes no sense. I don't know. And thus, Jets, four. Commies, zero. Makes no sense to me. That one is a complete. It's That's three straight makes no sense, though. Agreed. So it's weird week. Weird week, yeah. Uh, up next, I don't think Mike Vrabel will, will be wearing a cowboy hat on Sunday. But Tennessee, they're done. Five and nine. They welcome in the seven and seven Seattle Who's Seahawks. playing quarterback for them? I believe Geno is going to play quarterback. Who's playing quarterback for the Titans? Tannehill. I have no idea. Tannehill? Tannehill if Levis can't go. Huh. Uh, Zagura. I think there's probably got to be a little bit of quit in these Titans. They're, they are eliminated last week. They were they blew it against the Houston Texans. I think Seattle's talented. Uh, just saw Jackson Smith and Jiggle with that nice catch from Drew Locke. They've got Metcalf. they got Lockett, Kenneth Walker, Charbonnet. I, I, I just think they have more weapons. They're a better team. They're more explosive. Seattle, 88. Tennessee, negative three. Same, but different. Seattle, oh 81. Tennessee, 79. Oh, God. Why do we have so many differences? Gross. I know. It's not, not good. the Christmas like spirit it. here. I love it. Uh, Carolina, 2-12. and 12, Big win last week against the gutless Falcons, welcoming in uh, another gutless team. I'm going to throw them in the These loop now. These guys have sucked for three weeks. Green Bay, 6-8. and eight. Uh, Still playoff hopes alive, but I don't know. Bishop, lead us. Yeah, I, I, you know, Carolina maybe won their Super Bowl getting their second win last week. I, I think this is where it ends. Uh, Green Bay wins an ugly one, 21-14. Carolina's two wins have come as home dogs. Uh, like, what happened to Green Bay? Who are they? What do they stand know. for? What do they I don't know either. I don't know. I don't know that right they now they should be anything. favored. Lebowski? Yeah. Nihilists. Green Bay 5, Carolina 1. Onward we go. It's and like the Detroit Lions. Opposites. Not great. I don't like it. Yeah. The Detroit Lions a chance to win the NFC Norris Division on Sunday. Lions ten and four on the road visiting the two and four at home Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I'm assuming what is what's the girl? Lions ram it. Yeah, same. Mullins. Lions. Lions ram it. Lions ram it by a billion. I'm I'm into that. I'm fine with that. Uh, Trevor Lawrence practicing today, but still in concussion protocol, but clearly trending the right direction. Good news. It's probably a car ride if they need to get him somewhere on Sunday morning. It's a battle of North Florida, Jacksonville, 
visiting Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay 7-7, seven and seven, first place in the NFC South. Jacksonville, a three-way tie for first in the AFC South. Uh, Bishop, I believe. This is another one. This one, went a, this one went a point and a half to Tampa Bay from yesterday. Um, so, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go with – look, I would never do this. I mean, you want to know if Lawrence is playing. So, you, yes. you can't do what we're doing right now without knowing that. Um, that being said, we have to do it right now. Jacksonville outright. Same. All right. How about it? Well, glad there to see you, you guys are back together. Yeah, me too. Uh, up next, the Chicago Bears. Playoff hopes still alive at Soldier Field. They welcome in Arizona. Cardinals 3-11 and 11 on the football season. Zagura. Yeah, I like this matchup for Fields. I need it in fantasy, so I'm going with my heart as well as my head. I just think it sets up well for them. This is a team that they should be able to score on. And I really like the defense of the Bears after getting to see them up close and in person. I, I think the Bears run away with this one, 31-13. Yeah, as a, uh, as a DJ Moore owner, I'm, I'm hopeful with that as well because if, if yeah. Fields goes nuts, he'll go nuts. I'm with you. I think the matchup sits up really sweet for them. They're motivated. Like, they want to play for fields. A lot of the guys on that team like him. They don't want to move him off of him. Um, I think they play really well as well. I like like Chicago huge, huge. Huge. Our game is the big one at 1 o'clock, the big one at 4 o'clock. You can make an argument for Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, but this is the big one. The Cowboys, 10-4, 3-4 away from home. They have one good win against a team with a winning record. They go to South Beach for Christmas Eve. Man, maybe you want to stay Christmas Day too. At that point, do we know? Do we know Tyreek Hill? I have not seen anything. I haven't seen no. it. Uh, Dolphins are ten and four, six and one. They haven't won anything. They've been all angry all week because they they feel disrespected because everybody's like, "Well, you haven't beaten anybody." Oh, well, I think they will beat somebody today. Tyreek Hill same. will return. Who's yeah, I, I like the Dolphins in this one. CBS Forty Sports. to eleven. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Samesies. I like Miami in this one, too. I, I think they put a little bit of a statement out there. Yep. And then the Cowboys, all is not right in the world. And the Eagles, they're happy. Uh, Sunday night football. Happy Jeez. Christmas oh Eve, everybody. Patriots on the on road plane. visiting the Denver Broncos. Patriots 3-11. and 11. Broncos are 7-7. Eh, seven and seven. They're still in it. Come on, New England. Give us a little Christmas gift. Yeah, they've been better with Zappy the last couple of weeks. I think it continues. Denver wins, but I think it's close. 24-21. Same. Oh, yeah, I that went in. That was good. I was good. That one was easy for me the whole way. All right. To Monday we go. Triple header NFL action. Kick things off early afternoon. The Kansas City Chiefs hosting Las Vegas and the Raiders. The Raiders still in it by a hair on the chin. Six and eight. Uh, Chiefs nine and five, Zagura. The Chiefs uh, are. I think it'll be similar to the game against New England. It'll be close, interesting for a little while, but ultimately they will pull away. Uh, I like the Chiefs getting Pacheco back. Chiefs forty-five, Raiders thirty-one. Some same. big numbers here on a Monday. Yeah, same, same. Uh, middle of the day uh, again. Just go eat food and take a nap. Open some gifts. I don't know. Do it for the children. The Eagles uh, playing host to the New York football giants. This Uh, one moved to Bishop. This one moved a point and a half, too. It was 12. Now it's 13 and a half. Um, 
I uh, I really don't care what it is. I think Philly gets right and they win by two scores. 14. Philly will be in first place two by touchdowns. Tuesday morning. Tommy Cutlets, come 14. on. He went to the pizzeria 14. for free. There's some good 14. karma there. No, no. G-man. Eagles 28. G-man. 15. Wow, right on it. Hmm. And then the one we're waiting for. You're waiting for this one. Monday Night Football, live from the not-so-bay area. Nerd. Not-so-bay area. It is the Ravens. Bay Area. It's not the Bay Area. What, is, what do you mean? It's like Santa Clara. It's like now, San Jose. Now we've reached peak Gibbe. We've now reached what? peak Gibbe. Gibbe, west side of Cleveland, telling Bay Area native Zagura what constitutes the Bay Area. That's literally, that is the tip of the South Bay. Of the bay. That is South Bay. It's the Bay Area. <laughs> bay Area geography. the Bay Area. <laughs> You learned something well, how could you possibly know? How about? could you possibly know? You left about, when you went to the All I know is it takes, for, it takes a train to get back to downtown San Francisco. Well, yeah, but, like, is Oakland in the Bay Area? Yeah, that's across the bay on a bridge. Then you have – imagine if you had San Francisco here, Oakland here, and then at this corner Look, of it, make a triangle. They should be playing San in San Francisco. Is. They're San not Jose. playing in San Francisco. That, that part. 49ers, fine. Okay, fine. Come on, Pedro, make a call. Niners. Niners. Nerd. Nate, okay, so yesterday we were talking about how now Jerry Rice is saying that Brock Purdy reminds uh, yeah, of Joe great, Montana. Montana. Yeah, so I was like, this is blasphemy. I'm upset. You're saying hurtful words and ignoring everything I'm saying and saying like as if I'm saying the opposite. And then my dad goes, it's true. I was like, wait a what? second. Would you stop? The guy, had, like, let him at least win a Super Bowl or I don't know, two, three, four before we start calling him Joe Montana. Like, what are we? I was like, Dad, stop it. I was like, you got to stop this right now. Enough. That said, Niners. Slump town. Yeah. Comfortable. 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 Very comfortable. Our score coming up next. Listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Sunday, Cleveland Browns Radio Network, 9 a.m. game day. Ken and Gerard, 11 a.m. The kickoff show with Andy and Tyvis. And then at 1 o'clock from NRG Stadium, it is Andrew Siciliano, Z and Gerard on the call. Browns at Texans. Bury them. Let's go, baby. Let's. It, it, there are a lot of scenarios in which the Browns can clinch, but it all starts with a W in Houston. Sorry, Case Keenum. Not your time. It's the Browns' time. Browns. 27 comfortable comfortable 17 i like it same z's uh have a safe trip down there my friend merry christmas to you and, and merry christmas to all yes. of you out there listening we're so appreciative uh of the audience we never take it for granted we love each and every one we of love you, you. So thank you very much uh the next level is coming up next we are back on tuesday thanks for listening buddy cleveland Browns daily 850 espn cleveland You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 